The nation's fiscal year ends tomorrow, Saturday, September 30th. With that, we are facing a potential government shutdown if a budget is not passed. What could that mean for farmers and ranchers? Well, I got off the phone just moments ago with our nation's agriculture secretary, Tom Vilsack, to discuss exactly that. I'm Sabrina Halverson. Let's get right into this special edition of the Acnet Weekly. Well, once again, thank you for the, the time today. I really appreciate it. As we are facing a possible government shutdown, um, my listeners want to know what could happen with farming and farmers if this happens. Well, this would be uh, extremely uh, uh, disruptive uh, to American farmers, ranchers, and producers. Let me give you several examples. Uh Farmers, ranchers, and producers look forward uh, to early in October receiving uh, the ARC or PLC payments that allow them to bolster their farm income and allow them to prepare for uh, the next growing season. Uh, those ARC and PLC payments would be uh, significantly delayed by virtue of a shutdown. Why? Because the backroom operations that are responsible for literally issuing uh, the checks, so to speak, uh, will not be allowed to work under uh, under law. Uh, it, the folks who would violate that law would be potentially subject to criminal penalties. Uh, we received directions from the government accounting office uh, in terms of what offices could remain open and what uh, staff members could continue to work at USDA. And those uh, critically important people to farmers, ranchers, and producers uh, would not fall within the uh, essential worker category as defined by law. Uh, those farmers, ranchers, uh, producers, and landowners, and forested landowners that were looking forward to a CRP payment that would take place uh, in mid-October may also see that uh, payment delayed for a significant period of time. Why? Again, because the people who would be responsible for issuing those payments uh, would not be at work because the office would be closed. The Dairy Margin Protection Program, which is critically important to dairy producers as they deal with uh, uh, shrinking uh, 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 profits, uh, they, they, that program, too, would be, uh, would be essentially shut down until such time as the government reopened. And it's not just uh, FSA county offices. Uh, it's not just the marketing assistant loan program. It's also any effort uh, that farmers, ranchers, and producers would be seeking for additional credit, either an operating loan or an ownership loan. Maybe a farm becomes available. They go into the FSA office. They've got a loan lined up. Their seller's ready to close. All of a sudden, uh, a small handful of Republicans in the House who are extreme make the decision to shut the government down. Uh, the uh, The loan can't be closed because it can't be closed. The seller goes somewhere else and sells the farm to some other producer, an opportunity permanently lost. Uh, market reports that are so critically important uh, to determine the value of commodities at any point in time won't be issued uh, simply because they uh, can't be issued. Uh, that part of the government is shut down. Uh, the export sales report, which is important and necessary to uh, allow those who are exporting our commodities across the world to be able to adequately price uh, and appropriately price those products, those reports will also not be issued. The, uh, the, uh, the federal milk marketing order uh, hearing that's been taking place over the last several months, which was requested by uh, the dairy industry, uh, delayed. 
ARS labs that are uh, critically important to uh, innovation and also to ensuring that uh, we're keeping our crops and our animals safe, uh, they would be closed. Uh, so the list goes on and on. Uh, it impacts not just farmers, ranchers, and producers, but families and rural communities in a, in a hundred different ways. Uh, it's unnecessary. Uh, it, it is, uh, there's, there's no reason. Uh, a majority of members of the House of Representatives, both Republican and Democrat, voted in May for a deal that would keep the government open uh, and a budget that would keep the government open and adequately funded. Uh, the Senate, uh, majority of the Senate, is, 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 is prepared to keep the government open. So the question is, why are we allowing uh, a small handful of Republican uh, House members who have an extreme agenda uh, why have we put them in charge of whether farmers, ranchers, and producers get uh, an opportunity to have loans and, and assistance from the government or not? It's just unfortunate. Yeah. And, you know, these programs that you, you listed, and like you said, the list goes on and on, but these are crucially important programs to many of our farmers and ranchers around the nation. Um, our listenership is primarily farmers and ranchers, so they understand agriculture. But, of course, with us being on, on radio, there are always, you know, listeners who tune in to hear what's going on with farming but maybe don't understand all of it. You obviously know the workings of farming in and out. Can you help explain to those non-farming listeners why these programs are so crucial for the farmers and thus for our nation's food supply? Well, we've seen commodity prices uh, come down a bit, and that's uh, the difference oftentimes between a farmer making money or losing money. Obviously, if a farmer loses money, then it becomes more difficult for the farmer to pay his or her bills uh, and to be able to maintain the farming operation. Uh, so that may result in a farm family making the decision to leave the farm, uh, which obviously impacts not just that family, but it also impacts the community in which that family lives. Uh, if they leave the farm and they take their children and they leave and go to uh, a city and uh, secure employment in the city, and those children aren't going to uh, schools in rural places, and those schools don't have adequate population to support the school. So schools have to merge, and children have to be bused here, there, and everywhere in order to get an education. If there are fewer people living in that small town, then the small town business on Main Street doesn't have enough customers to stay open. When that shuts down, uh, there are fewer people living in the community, which in turn impacts and affects the ability of the hospital to remain a hospital. So it may compromise uh, health care. And this is serious business. It's particularly serious business to rural America. Uh, at the heart and soul of, uh, of the economy of rural America is the farming, is the farming economy. Uh, and uh, these programs are designed to make sure that uh, farmers get the help and assistance when they need the help and assistance to be able to uh, take care of their families and maintain the farm. Uh, as I explained earlier, there may be an opportunity for this farming operation to expand. There may be an opportunity for them to purchase a farm. There may be a, a new young uh, farm family that wants to uh, own a farm for the first time, and they are, are seeking an ownership loan opportunity with FSA. They've got a, a contract that, uh, that that's time-limited. They can't close the loan because the Farm Service Agency, the backroom operations closed. Uh, they don't close the loan, uh, the seller goes someplace else, the family loses that opportunity, and maybe they leave the community. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating the circumstance. This is, this is why uh, shutdowns are so, are, are so unnecessary and so harmful and so hurtful uh, to so many people. It's not just farmers. Uh, families that live in small communities, uh, they may very well uh, have young families uh, where uh, a mother, uh, postpartum mom, 
a pregnant woman, uh, babies, uh, children under the age of six are benefiting from our women and infant and children's program. Uh, well, that program basically, uh, when the government shuts down, eventually runs out of money and the program shuts down and the benefits aren't available, which means that the grocer uh, isn't able to sell the fresh fruits and vegetables or other products or, or formula that, it, that, that the family needs. It means that all of the people in that supply chain that supply all of those goods to the grocer that would allow the WIC family to take advantage of WIC aren't going to be able to to have that product move, and that impacts and affects jobs, especially if we are looking at a, a, a shutdown of an extended period of time. And then they're the people who work for government, uh, the people who work for USDA who live in these small communities. We have 2,125 county offices in rural areas across the country, 2,125 offices that have ordinary folks working in them every single day, hardworking folks. Some of these folks may very well be uh, be working paycheck to paycheck. Well, what if you don't get a paycheck? Uh, then what do you do? Uh, and what if it extends two weeks or four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks because a small group of uh, Republican legislators make the decision they're going to shut the government down when a majority of both the House and the Senate doesn't want the government shut down? It's just... Uh, it's just... It's hard to believe what, why anybody thinks this is a good idea. Yeah, with so many, so many huge consequences. Um, you know, I know that we are just about out of time, but I, I just wanted to to finish up by asking, um, what is it that you hope our listeners really take away from this? Well, I hope that they understand and, and appreciate two things. One, that this shutdown doesn't have to happen, and it's only happening because a a, a small percentage, a small number of Republican legislators are making it happen that the majority of those in the House and the Senate don't want it to happen. And the Speaker of the House needs to do his job that he fought so hard to get uh, and, and basically allow the majority, uh, uh, both of his caucus and in the Democratic caucus, to move forward with a continuing resolution to allow the government to uh, continue to be open. We still have serious issues, obviously, in terms of the level of budget support for the department. Last night, the House uh, voted down uh, the House uh, Republican Appropriations Bill for the Department of Agriculture. And well, they did, because it would have permanently reduced the number of people working at the farm service agencies helping farmers, ranchers, and producers. It would have significantly reduced our commitment to helping those around the world uh, with agricultural products produced by our farmers with a 70% cut to the Food for Peace program. It would have significantly compromised the ability of the Office of the Chief Economist to provide the information to allow commodities to be properly priced and the market to know what's happening by a 67% cut in the Office of the Chief Economist. It would have crippled the foreign ag service uh, by reducing its budget by 24%, which meant that we wouldn't be as aggressive with trade promotion uh, and trade activities. It would have eliminated a, a, an office called the Codex, which negotiates for us on the international stage to make sure that, that our agriculture is not put at a disadvantage when it comes to exports around the world. I mean, I could go on and on about the, 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 the petty nature and the punitive nature uh, of this budget. Uh, so there's a, another opportunity here for, for conversation. But in the meantime, we need to keep the government open so farmers, ranchers, and producers get the, the assistance and help that they're counting on in October to be able to uh, 
run their operation without disruption, without the stress, uh, without the nervousness that can be caused when you can't access the programs because uh, folks aren't in the office because a handful of legislators decide to shut the government down. Well, um, I know that we are out of time, and I don't want to push you beyond your schedule any more than this. I really appreciate the few minutes that you could give me. You bet. And do you feel like that we've covered everything you needed to cover? Well, we'll be back talking to you once this shutdown ends and we start talking about the budget, because the budget that that wasn't passed by the House but proposed by the House uh, is absolutely devastating. And I, I could go into great detail about the petty nature of it. I'll just give you one example. And this is this is what people in, out in the countryside, your listeners, would hate about this process. Uh, because we have some folks who work very hard to increase and improve uh, the food assistance program for families that are struggling, for, for, for homeless veterans, for people with disabilities, for uh, worker, families who are working in the workplace but uh, aren't making enough to make ends meet. Because we tried to help those families out, uh, the woman who is in charge of that uh, part of the USDA had their had her salary, according to an amendment that was passed, had her salary cut from what it currently is to one dollar a year. Now, you know, there's just no there's no excuse for that kind of conduct. Yeah. And we just have to we have to reject that kind of approach, and we have to get back to working in a bipartisan way, listening to one another, and, and getting things done for the people. Uh, instead of trying to uh, score political points, and that's unfortunately what, what, we're, what we're getting into. Once again, thank you to Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack for making time in his schedule for this conversation. That is this week's Agnet Weekly. I'm Sabrina Halverson. Thank you for listening.